Nick, we're going to um, chat with Chris Dix from Beresford. Good morning to you, Chris. Morning, everyone. How are you? Uh, morning, Chris. Going well. Are we finding you today in McLaren Vale or are you elsewhere? Uh, I'm actually in the city of Adelaide, yeah. Um, but yeah, we're about, we're about 40 minutes drive away from McLaren Vale, so it's very convenient for visitors just to scoot down there and investigate the whole region, yeah. Yeah, it really is. I, I always say, you know, if we're flying over from Melbourne, for instance, you know, you're 35 minutes and you're at a cellar door. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah it's very convenient. Um, certainly improve things with some of our roadways. Uh, <laughs> now that the, the freeway goes both years. ways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that, that always worked on night shift because um, <laughs> we were, <laughs> we were going, going the right way, but... Um, yeah, it's it's, uh, it's it's a great region to get to. Obviously, we've got a lot of competitors, Adelaide Hills up the road, which we also enjoy. So they, they get a share of visitors, and obviously Barossa. And people people also like to get up to Clare, which is a bit more of an overnight stay. But um, yeah, yeah, it's it's uh, it, a good region near the beach and everything. So the accessibility is going to even get, get even better, isn't it? A bit of road works at the moment, but when's that all due to be finished? Yeah, it's, uh, they always seem to plan all this stuff in the middle of our vintage period. <laughs> but we need all the trucks to get through with the grapes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm not up to speed, but normally a little bit later than we would have hoped in terms of finishing some of the roadways. Um, so how how was your vintage this year at, at Beresford? Um and probably, probably like a lot of uh, regions, very very cool and wet sort of spring. Um, so things were quite late. Uh, so normally we'd kick off sort of middle of February with whites, but we really didn't get going until March. Mm. Um, but very, very mild ripening and um, lovely acidities and focused fruit. So some of the flavours are, you know, really, really uh, quite focused and intense and looking quite smart so we're very happy obviously with all the quality mm. and um, all the uh, chemistry coming in was pretty good and it was sort of almost hands off didn't need to do a lot at all just nursing through you know crushing and fermentation and pressing and mm. tuck, tuck them away to barrels and or tanks and um, suddenly on to blending last year's uh, wine so yeah <laughs> always Thanks. something to do hey? never stops yeah <laughs> We also have a um, big orchard of pomegranates um, oh, owned by cool. the company. We had one day of uh, cleaning our presses and then straight into um, crushing and pressing pomegranates for uh, juice. So still going on that. So, that so what, four weeks of, uh, what, what do you use pomegranate juice for? Um, so our parent company is uh, Bickford's oh, Australia. Yeah, so the cordial people. We have juices and cordials. So it's Australian grown pomegranates. We've got about ninety thousand trees, yeah. and all, all hand harvested. So we've been dodging a bit of rain uh, at the orchard, but we're nearly finished. So <laughs> yeah, and a bumper crop, obviously, because it was nice and mild and lots of uh, soil moisture. How do you hand harvest a pomegranate tree? You wouldn't need many pomegranates before you can't carry the basket anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, lots. Lot, Lots of buckets and uh, basically onto onto trails into bins. So yeah. um, we sort of hand select some for market. So anything that looks uh, spot on, no no imperfections, bright red, and 
uh, no scratching, etc. Uh, we we send to market, and the rest we send through to juicing at the winery. Mm. Oh, so you process it at the winery. Yeah, yeah. yeah right. Wow. Any uh, any fermentations done on the on the pottery grounds at all, Chris? Oh, look, we did some a long time ago, but uh, it it sort of is quite an earthy style of uh, wine and matures very quickly because it's got all those antioxidants. So we did actually make a bit of a fortified style and that that sort of aged very quickly. So it looked about sort of 10 years old after two years. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we haven't pursued any anything further in that regard. No. But we have, we have actually... Um, at our uh, distillery, which is 23rd Street, we've just brought out a pomegranate vodka. So mm. um, we sort of use a lot of our mixed business and we collaborate a lot uh, across all our sites. Mm. That's, that sounds like a lot of fun. Really interesting, isn't <laughs> yeah. it? Yeah. Um, so tell us now about Beresford. Um, when we come to McLaren Vale, you're in McLaren Flat. Um, so... You've got Salador, you've also got accommodation. Yeah, we're actually just over the hill of McLaren Flat, so we're in Blewett Springs. Oh, yeah. Um, so it's a pretty well-regarded region historically because a lot of the... It's the dress salt- circle of McLaren Vale, really, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, it depends on which <laughs> wine winemaker you're talking to and where, the, <laughs> where their fruit is and all that, but uh, a lot of the soldier settlers actually planted a lot of those uh, old vines um, after World War Two, and a lot of it's unirrigated, so it's in sort of, we're, we're at the lower end of Adelaide Hills, really, so we get a lot of cool air coming through, elevated, on deep sand, so really well drained, and then the roots can go down 10 or 15 metres into a little bit of clay so they're, they're very happy little vines and mm. generally unirrigated um, so we've actually got the I guess the luxury of sort of the sort of late 50s um, and also some old plantings of Cabernet and Shiraz as well so mm. uh, that, that really gives us a nice palette of lots of little blocks and uh, different uh clones to play with um, in terms of they will give us different flavour and colour and structure to do our blends. So our site originally we bought it well over 10 years ago from a sort of friend of the um, owner's family. Mm-hmm. They'd had a, had a big sort of, it was a historic old uh, homestead that had been sort of doubled up so it's actually a really big uh, now wedding venue with about three different uh, stories, like a rooftop bar up the top, mm-hmm. and we have like a function centre in the middle and accommodation for the bride and groom and a couple of rooms for close friends or family. And then downstairs, um, we sort of have a... We had a little bit of a fortified area down there for barrels. Mm-hmm. Then we developed uh, the tasting pavilion, which is down the front, so that was our sort of cellador outlet. We we were one of the first to sort of do guided tastings. So sit down, have a yeah. lineup of wines and more sort of food to go with it, and more of an educational experience. Um, and then recently, we've actually put in accommodation. So we've got about twenty different uh, units around the tasting pavilion. Um, so you can. Stay on the homestead or on the estate and enjoy the wines, and then head up to our 
new tap house, so we've got uh, Vale Brewing. Um, Do you do Vale uh, Ale? Yeah, one of the craft yeah. first craft uh, breweries in McLaren Vale. Um, so we've just put up a big tap house and restaurant right on top of the hill. Mm. We lost a little bit of the uh, Chardonnay, so we <laughs> knocked, knocked over half the block, unfortunately, <laughs> but had, we had to give way to progress. Yes. And, uh, <laughs> now, now we've got somewhere to have a drink after work, have a beer and nice. um, a couple of wines, and uh, obviously enjoy the great food at the restaurant. So, That's yeah, something you need but, to actually leave the I property. I was going to say, you could have a whole week there. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, yeah, the site's uh, certainly evolved over just being a functioning vineyard into... Yeah. More, more of a complex. Um, yeah. yeah, it's onward and upwards for it, us. It'll so. be Beresford Village in a minute, by the sounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think we've got too much more expansion. We, we don't really have a lot more Just, land to, um, you know, put in but yeah. or t- change. But uh, we've replanted a few little varieties as well, so that gave us an opportunity to, you know, re... Uh, Rework some of our vines and reposition some things. What have What have you put in? Um, we've actually we 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 are looking for like a varietal white that'll work well in the Claren Vale. So it is moderately warm um, some some seasons. So um, we've actually gone for some Italian varieties of white called uh, Grillo and Pecorino. Uh-huh. So we hope to have some small little. Uh, Volumes out in a couple of years, yeah. So does Coriol do well. Pecorino? Uh, they do pretty much everything else, but I'm, I'm not sure if they. Does anyone else do Pecorino in the region? I, I don't think so. Oh, yeah. no. I don't recall coming across it. Lots of Fiano, um, but yeah, uh, that doesn't ring a bell. It's funny, yeah, isn't it? So Fiano not that long ago was a new varietal. Yeah. Now it just seems to be a staple. Yeah, it's actually worked really well for the region. I do remember tasting some of the first ones and um, going, this actually works really well. Um, so it's, it's you really need some good examples of some of those uh, new varieties to get people over the line. So mm. I think it's important that you get it right, um, give the vines enough time to that, age. Yeah, that's probably the point, isn't it? If, you, if you're trying them at three years old, that they're a different wine than if they're at seven or ten. Yeah, well, that's right. So, and and we've probably seen with a lot of other sort of new varieties that if you don't if you don't get it right, consumers just taste it and go, yeah. So, mm. <laughs> um, so, so, and sometimes that takes a bit of time, and sometimes it burns a bridge. Like I used to make a lot of Viognier way back in the day, and you know that that was a more of a bright, you know, citrusy, honeysuckle style, but. You know, a lot of people were making more of an apricot sort of mm. worked style, and I think it turned people off. So it, it's it's hard to roll out the the new varieties, or you know, or to, um, you know, get get consumers you know, but it does happen. I mean, Twenty thirty years ago, we we really struggled to sell GSM in Melbourne or Victoria, and you know. Suddenly now, it's, you know, the last five years it's really turned, so yeah. which is great. Yeah. So it's certainly a great variety for McLaren Vale. My word, and, and Fiano is a really good example of getting it right because I'm, it's you don't you don't people don't go to McLaren Vale and go what's this Fiano stuff? They're all looking for it actually. Mm. Yeah, well we we actually uh, have a new range coming out this year, 
Um, and Fiano is one of our little uh, little whites that we're going to roll out. So it's all um, our portfolio keeps growing, which is great, and yeah, um, consumers seem to like like the wines we make. It so that's sounds amazing, really. I think. Um, I mean, even you know, if people want to um, just have a look online, uh, so it's berrifordestate.com.au. Um, you know, you've got some great vision on there of, of showing the site and, you know, the you know, really smart-looking cellar door and the and the uh, the Vale venue, as you uh, you said, like where the brewery is and all that sort of thing. Like, it, it's a must-visit, I reckon. Uh, <laughs> and yeah. we think so. Yeah. And a, a lot of the... Um, a lot of the regions do struggle for good venues, so it's it's great to have a couple of you yeah. know people can want to do a seminar or you know obviously accommodation or you know just go out as another option as a as a restaurant. Yeah, yeah. No, it's fantastic, Chris. Um, now you've you've had some international success at wine shows and things. You've you know, had some won some awards recently? Yeah, we had a bit of a week, uh, three or four weeks ago, so um, we entered some wines in Frankfurt, which um, we had the previous year, and um, also London International, so we we were fortunate enough to be recognised um, as Producer of the Year at, at Frankfurt, and our classic Shiraz, which is our 25 to $30 Shiraz, um, actually from Australia and a grand gold so we were very pleased with that and also we had a few others such as our estate Shiraz and a limited release Shiraz get gold grand golds hmm. and our grand reserve Shiraz also a gold and a limited release Cabernet of gold so I'm very very pleased to see those do well uh, over there yeah. and we'd, we'd actually won um, won that award the previous year with our Green Reserve Gold, so it was sort of good to back it up again with, with a different wine and also a wine that was a bit more accessible in terms of price, price point wise, for, yeah. for yeah. people. So the actually was when I first started with the business 10 or so years ago, that was pretty much the only wine that Beresford was making. So mm. it's, it's been our sort of staple for a long time and great to see it do well. The um, London wine show is obviously one that we hear about a bit when Aussies do well over there, even just in, just in general PR, you hear about it. Um, the Frankfurt Wine Show is not something I've come across. Is that is that quite popular for Australian wine producers? The um, the Frankfurt Show. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, there's a lot there's a lot of wine shows around there, and you know, a lot of a lot of have a category for best this, best that. So it's nice to be recognised. Mm. I mean, in any of those national shows. Yep. Um, Frank Frankfurt is a big one. Vienna's pretty big too. London, London, I guess, because it's our, you know, a, a traditional export country that we um, have dealt with for many years. Um, great to do it well over there. So, best uh, in show by country and best in show by varietal there with our 15, 2015 limited release Shiraz mm-hmm. and gold for our 16 Grand Reserve. So it was, it was good to see that you know they showed up in really well in both uh, both awards, and you can obviously see from the vintages that we've been uh, we've made them a long time ago. So it's sort of like 
we're, we're working with 2023 wines at the moment. Mm. And, you know, some some of our older 2015 wines um, and 16 wines have really done well. So, you know, we've we've been working hard for a long time and it's good to see some results and we do have the benefit of uh, a business where we are happy to set away those wines until they're really tasting great and then mm. release them at that point. So Yeah, right. Yes, the, the working capital is important, isn't it? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Look, they're built for ageing, so some of the tannins are, you know, reasonably big. Um, and so better to, better to wait that little bit? Yeah, um, and look, every wine's a bit different, so, you know, that's always a question, when should I drink it? And it's like, um, you know, they they do do evolve, so it's good to have a few bottles and then you can try one and see how it's going. Mm, exactly. Um, Chris, we uh, we must uh, away, but, um, uh, mate, thank you for the chat. It's, it's really, for me, put Beresford Estate well and truly on the must visit list. Yep. Okay. It looks it looks awesome and well done with, uh, you know, the ten years of of building it to where it is now. And it's like it must be you must have weddings, pretty much every weekend. I would have thought. Ah, uh, yeah, it is. It is very popular. Yeah. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm not involved too much no, in the weddings. But I'm sure. But <laughs> were you, I, I were you involved in the... watering them <laughs> with your wine? Yeah, I, I do enjoy the uh, creating and the blending and, yeah. you know, make, making some very different wines that, that we can be proud of and it's great to see people enjoy them. Um, we, we do have challenges negotiating around, you know, some, some of our operations and it's now more of a tourist facility. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's great to see the, the support from everyone where... Yeah, they they come along and visit, and hopefully it's a memorable experience, and you know that resonates through through the brand. And when they do see it in some of the outlets, um, in there, and you know had a great time. So yeah, so we are we are supported pretty well over in Victoria by Richie's and also um, Dan Murphy's. So oh, they are around, yeah. and and otherwise we do have an online site called Sipify dot com. So can you can you People buy can find a bottle? Can you buy one through the website as well? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, mate. Unreal. Looking forward to uh, to coming over and, and checking it out. And uh, good luck with the finishing vintage. <laughs> it's hilarious that you <laughs> go from picking vines to picking pomegranates. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. So yeah, we had a day in between. Normally, it's a, you know a little bit, few days, and we can. Just sort of stop for a second and go right where is it? And I'll just keep going. I thought winemakers were meant to be able to put everything in the shed and in, into bed, and then they head off somewhere warm in winter. Mm. Uh, yeah, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> we will side of season. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, wow. it, it it gets a lot of a uh, lot of uh, use to the winery throughout the whole year. So yeah, you know, which is which is great for the business, obviously. Totally, totally. Um, thanks, Chris. Um, great to have a chat. And um, apologies to everyone. The, the line was a little in and out, but um, but it was all overall fantastic. So thank you. Oh, good. Thank you. Thanks, thanks for Chris. Having me. See you.